0: Joe Burrow isn't just back. He is better than ever. It's the week nine NFL takeaways. Let's get it. This is Renner Ranks, the ultimate NFL Ranking Show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into today's episode of Renner Ranks, your go-to daily ranks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you to all the everydayers out there. For Mike Renner ranks your first listen. Although maybe last listen. This one's coming out a little later today. I had to grind a lot of tape. Very glad I did. A lot of good games out there. As always, I'm your host, Mike Renner, NFL draft analyst at the Messenger, at Mike Renner, underscore on social media. And today's podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified kids you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. It's post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. As I said, Week 9, NFL takeaways, a lot of good matchups, a lot of bad matchups. So we're going to focus on the good ones, the ones with playoff implications here, some takeaways from them, but there was a couple without really playoff implications that we do have to get to because some young quarterbacks are balling. Let's start with this. I teased it at the top. Joe Burrow, as I said, he's not only back healthy now after the bye, he is playing, I think, the best football I have seen from him is in his career over the past two weeks. And it's not only just, you know, throw for throw. He looks like his arm is better, not only one. And he's quicker, getting out of pressure. And that was a emphasis of his this offseason, was to get in better shape, was to get more agile, to be able to bring more of those scramble drills to the table. And obviously, you know, pulling his calf starting off the season with that injury. That was a non-factor. The guy couldn't move at all in the pocket. And so that was obviously weighing on him, but now back post by no calf injury, hundred percent healthy. What he did to the 49ers last week, what he did to the bills this week was there just weren't, there weren't misses. You know, there was maybe a, a few throws he would want back from this game. I think, Two of the chase throws, the downfield throws, the one you know, chase still could have hauled in, but it was underthrown. One that was a little risky in double coverage. Um, one bad screen, but that's it. You know, three plays that he would want back over the course of an entire game against a defense like the Buffalo Bills. Now, back-to-back weeks against top 10 defense, he goes in this game, 31 to 44, 348 yards, two touchdowns. PFF had him with four big-time throws and a 91.1 overall grade. Last week, 28 of 32, 282 yards, three touchdowns, 88.6 overall grade by PFF, three big-time throws. Now, he did have the turnover where he played last week, didn't get picked off, but his only bad decision in two weeks against two of the better defenses in the NFL, again, two top-ten defenses this year, and that's what Joe Burrow puts up. Man, he had to be. he had to be pissed early on after that calf injury because, you know, he's waiting probably all off season. He looks a lot skinnier, re kind of tooled his body. And now obviously, you know, looks more spry when he's out in space can actually run away from guys. And that was, you know, a number of plays in this game against Buffalo bills. He used that he had to be pissed pulling that calf and he just can't do a darn thing. Those first six games of the season can't move at all. And now these past two weeks, like you just see the difference. If you just take away every single play, that Burrow kind of creates outside of structure where like things aren't there, he has to get a little bit, gets creative, picks up you know whatever yardage. You take all those away and you either turn them into sacks or incompletions, that's the difference. That's why they look like such cheeks the first you know four or five weeks of the season offensively is because you can't take that away from a guy. That's such a big part of the offense, especially when they are kind of a dink and dunk offense. This is not – they lull you to sleep with the passing game. They use the quick passing game as almost a surrogate – for the running game there in Cincinnati in that they just want the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, knowing that we're going to, if we keep peppering those underneath passes, you're going to try to bring some safeties down into the box. You're going to try to crowd that area of the football field. Then we can attack you over the top. That's their game plan. And it's a good game plan when you have Joe Burrow healthy at the helm and when he can create. And now obviously we saw them take down two of the better teams in the NFL these past two weeks And the Bengals look officially back, but they're still not the best team in the AFC North, which we will get to a little bit later. At number four, we are going with one C.J. Stroud. Mr. Stroud, welcome to the franchise quarterback ranks. We had been talking about him kind of and such for a while now. Obviously, when you start your career with the most attempts without an interception of a rookie quarterback, you're probably going to get there, right? But I think this was the stamp that, hey, I'm not going to get there. I'm there. I am a franchise quarterback. You better talk about me as such. He goes for 470 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Now, he did throw a pick, was called back. One of his regrettable decisions on the day. Had a handful of, honestly, with all those stats they put up, probably had four or so throws that he wanted back. That could have been big plays in that game. But he also made, I mean, an insane amount of big time throws in that game. The two touchdown passes to Tank Dell were outlandish. And Tank Dell, by the way, looks like an absolute stud. Him and Nico Collins, the Texans have a, a darn good one-two punch there. And two like very different types of wide receivers, too, that they can put in different roles that, man, how they schemed it up against this Tampa Bay Bucks defense. They were. Bobby Sloak was in his bag in that game. And the fourth and nine throw to Dalton Schultz on an out route, the anticipation to throw it before the break, absolutely outstanding. And so I want to read you now the list. So, I said, CJ Stroud, franchise quarterback. I want to read you the list of quarterbacks since 2018. So, over the past six years, five years, six years. To have 400-plus passing yards, four-plus touchdowns, touchdown throws, and zero interceptions in a game. It is Andrew Luck, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. It is... It is the elites at the position. That is what it is. You don't, you don't get those stats by accident, right? You don't luck into, there's no Ryan Fitzpatrick putting up 404 TDs and zero picks. Now he did have some insane games. But I mean, that's not the best one to go to, but there's no, just like, oh, the guy had one game flash in the pan fell off. No, you don't get to that level of what CJ Stroud just did to lead that comeback on that final drive the way he just did. Unless you got the goods, man. He's going to be freaking stud. And I just love his eyes. I love the way he manipulates defenders, but not only manipulates defenders, but like the speed with which his eyes go between wide receivers. I think a lot of young quarterbacks, they'll either get real sticky with their eyes. They'll just lock on and not come off for the second read, or they'll just speed rush through their reads. They'll look at one guy and not give him the chance to get open. If he's not open, as soon as he looks at him, you go to the second one and then you go to the third one and you're just way out of whack with CJ Stroud. He has the patience to know when a guy will come open and stick with him with his eyes, knowing that a window is going to get created. So for the Texans fans, absolute home run, absolute home run. And that leads me into my third takeaway from this week, the AFC South right now. What if we have we already have T-Law, we already have C.J. Stroud, right? Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud, two surefire franchise quarterbacks, stamp on it, going to be top 10 players of their position, if not already. With T-Law it is already, with C.J. Stroud, debatable. After this past week, though, we, we probably should be talking about him in that sort of realm, right? But then not only them, but then Anthony Richardson with how he looked early on in his in Indianapolis Colts career, Very unfortunate, that injury for him. We've discussed that. But then Will Levis, what he did in his first start, and then his second start on a short week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I was pretty impressed again. And now I know he tried to throw away the game like three times in that final drive. That's kind of, you know, if you want to talk about Will Levis's toxic trait, it's that I think he's going to do that a lot. I think a lot of games are going to end with Will Levis' interceptions for the Tennessee Titans on final drives. Like, he thinks he can put it in any window. And so he's going to learn that he can't, but also the play call they had for that last play, there was no chance. There were no windows to hit. So that was not really uh, much he could do there. But, man, the pocket presence, the man has been under attack from a pressure perspective. So through two games now, 75 dropbacks, he's been under pressure 36 times. (laughs) That's almost 50% of his dropbacks through two games. And for him to look even a modicum of competent would be a big win for a rookie quarterback. But he looks even better than that, man. He, he's making throws down the football field, four big time throws in this Steelers game PFF had him chartered for. That there's something. Now it's still rough around the edges, but there's really like very encouraging start for a guy who, you know, is a second rounder. I get that. A lot of people were hiring him. I was a lot higher on him than number thirty-four overall, but he still went number thirty-four overall. That guy isn't supposed to come in and look like he belongs. So, AFC South could have a unique situation on their hands right now, where every single quarterback twenty-four and under, all possibly franchise guys, that that division will be a dogfight. That will be must-see TV if everything goes. You know trajectory keeps pointing up for all of these guys that you know it w- was probably like one of the worst divisions over the past 20 years it's easily been like the least interesting one of the least interesting divisions in the nfl right i mean you had you went from manning to luck without really anyone without the titans texans jags finding like anyone until you got to sean watson obviously coming into the division but even, and then Ryan Tannehill. But like, still, the level of excitement for a lot of AFC South matchups. like They get their, their must-see Thursday nights. <laughs> it feels like every AFC South matchup is a Thursday night football um, special. They might actually be Sunday night football now. They might actually be some Monday night footballs, some AFC South matchups, which would be very cool for that division. Long overdue. All right, before we get to the next... These days, every potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. As you may have known, I had to go find a job here recently. I didn't use LinkedIn Jobs, but it would have been faster than all summer what I was doing, which is sitting on my hands hoping someone would offer me a job, which... If I was gone on LinkedIn jobs, maybe what I got in one quicker. Then add your job title with a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown NFL. To post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. On to the top two takeaways from week nine of the NFL season. My number two is that I think we may be back to defense winning championships. Because it's been a minute. We've gone four straight years now. Four straight years where the Super Bowl champion has averaged 2.5 or more points per drive. And to put that in perspective, 2.5 more points per drive, there are only three teams in the NFL averaging 2.5 more points per drive right now. So basically, four straight years of high-end offenses winning Super Bowls. It's – it. With the sort of spread with how good offenses can be in the NFL versus like average, there's just more of a spread on offense. So like better offensive teams have won of late. You have to go back to like the 20, uh, 2015 Denver Broncos, obviously 2016 Super Bowl, the last team where it was legitimately like carried by a defense, right? You know, the Patriots in there, they some of those teams didn't have elite offenses, but they we're all top 10 offenses, right? Like they, they were good offenses, maybe not 2.5 points for drive offenses, but they were at least balanced teams. I think this could be a year where we see a team win, whether it's, you know, through wildcard week and divisional round, through the championship, through the Super Bowl, off the backs of their defenses. This could be. And just because I think when we've seen top offenses and obviously the ones that are, you know, the Miami Dolphins this past weekend going to, and now it's a fluky game going to Germany, whatever, but the chiefs held them to 14 points. They are the top offense in terms of points per drive in the NFL, averaging 2.8 points per drive, a good amount clear of number two in the NFL this year. But when they faced the bills, Eagles chiefs, they scored 20 points, 17 points, 14 points. I think the top defenses have, I don't want to say figured out the top offenses, but they have more options. They have more answers nowadays. Than ever before. And so you look at the top five teams now in terms of points per drive against defensively Baltimore Ravens, 1.11 points per drive. We'll get to here in a second again. Cleveland Browns, 1.19 points per drive against. Kansas State Chiefs, 1.4 points per drive against. The best figure in the Patrick Mahomes era, which is insane that the Chiefs' defense is that good. New York Jets, 1.45. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars quietly at 1.49 points per drive against some of that scheduling related. We'll obviously get to see them against the 49ers this upcoming week to get a better handle on how their defense is. But I do think that the more and more we're seeing that there are no unstoppable offenses this year. The, The era of offenses that just roll into every game, roll out of bed and 24 plus points, I think it's I don't want to say it's over. It's just there are none right now. Maybe there will be some here shortly in the coming years. Maybe it's just how the talents proliferate around the NFL right now is maybe more amassing on the defensive side of the ball versus the offensive side of the ball. Hard to say. But I do think with how multiple defenses have become that they're not just sitting in figure-outable shells 24-7. And the ones that are, are not top five defense in the NFL, right? They are getting their, they are the ones giving up the 70 points to the, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins, right? So I do think this is could be a year or the the first year, again, since 2015, that we see a defense win championship, that a, a team wins because of their defense. And that brings us to the number one takeaway, which is the Baltimore Rams are my Super Bowl pick. Right now, if I had to pick right now, gun against my head, and I have had to pick because I put some money on it earlier this week when they were 12-1 to 1 still. That was before this past week's game against the L.C. Hawks. Just because watching their tape, this defense is insane. Aaron Chats has them as the third highest ranked team in DVOA, the football outsiders metric for overall team quality, through nine games ever. And I think that goes back to like the start of the 90s. Third best team ever through nine games. They have wins. They have the three probably most impressive wins on the season versus like, you know, quality competition wins of anybody. They beat the Browns 28 to three, they beat the Lions 38 to six, and then they beat the Seahawks this past weekend 37 to three. Those are three likely playoff teams at this point. I'd be very surprised if, you know, the Browns may not. But the Lions and Seahawks with the NFC, at the state of the NFC, they're making the playoffs. And they house them. Oh, my goodness. And and they're just. I'm going to roll through a bunch of guys now on this defense because they're they're just one. The Jadavion Clowney signing. He looks as good as he's ever looked, maybe. $2.5 2.5 million dollars to pay him this year. He has a better PFF grade than Montez Sweat. <laughs> he's he's been he's been a monster against the run and that's always kind of been his calling card. But even still like he's rushing the passer well. He's on pace to break his career his highest he has 39 pressures already. That's on pace to be more pressures than any season he's had in his NFL career. 2.5 million dollars. And this is why like we talk about you know the Montez Sweat deal. Why people were asking why I was so down on it. It's a cap league. You have to use dollars more efficiently than other people. When you pay Montez Sweat what you did and you give up second round pick to do what you did, you're not using those dollars more efficiently. Maybe you're using them well, maybe he's going to impact the field, but you're not going to use that you're not going to use that 25 mil a year. It's not going to be more efficient. You know what's more efficient? JM Clowney at 2.5 million dollars a year. That is 10x more efficient. If you're getting the same quality of play, which, again, I just said, Jamie Clowney, higher PFF grade than Montez Sweat this year. Massive one. Gino Stone, the safety. NFL pick leader, six picks. Another one this past weekend, Seattle Seahawks. I just brought him up to pump my chest because he was a seventh rounder and the 53rd ranked player on the PFF draft board, my draft board, coming out back in 2020. And now he leads the NFL in picks. Kyle Hamilton, on the other side, the other safety there, is an absolute pleasure to watch play the game of football and Gina stone great instincts on the back end that's why he gets his picks keep him on the back end because he reads routes extremely well Cal Hamilton, they put him all over they put this guy on the line of scrimmage and he can play the run like a linebacker they put him in the slot and he can go one-on-one against wide receivers but mainly he's kind of just a safety that flies downhill and covers on the ground I, I think his his combine testing and whatever the pre-draft was was wildly overblown because it doesn't look like that on the football field at all he looks he's one of the best safeties in the nfl right now i'd probably put him as top five safety in the league gun to my head and then these linebackers for the baltimore ravens this is what like every defense coordinator imagines when they're drafting these four or five linebackers in the first round they're like they're going to be sideline to sideline players we're going to use them as blitzers they're going to like be game changers they almost never are we i do not advocate drafting linebackers in the first round they almost never work out but roquan smith and patrick queen right now are playing at a level that it makes you kind of buy in right when you got two guys that can cover as much ground as they do in the middle of that defense truly going sideline to sideline with two again two linebackers that run low four fives but also know what the heck they're doing, and they're put in a position to succeed. Obviously, Mike McDonald, one of the best coordinators in football, defensive side of the ball. That's oh, there is just this, this defense is is going to be a headache week in and week out. You're just not going to have consistent answers with how multiple they are, with how diverse they are on the back end, and just how talented they are. This defensive line. Goes so deep with just veterans, wily guys who know how to play the game. So you can't run on them. It's tough to pass on them, as Chino Smith found out. And, yeah, this is I – ca- I called them the Eagles of the AFC. That's – I mean, I, they they would scare me more than the Eagles because, one, they're better at quarterback. Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind this year. Now Jalen Hurts good, but I think we can all say Lamar is a little scarier than Jalen Hurts is, and they're better at coordinator right now, truly. I, I think the Eagles are missing their coordinators to a degree. Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon. That's not to say they're not still a darn good football team, but I'd take Todd Munkin and Mike McDonald all day every day over what the Eagles bring out. So, Ravens are my Super Bowl pick, man. This is, this is a good team. AFC North's dogfight. Going to be a lot of fun to track throughout the season. All right, before we get to upcoming episodes, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. That was it. The five takeaways. On the the week that's coming up, we have Austin Gale on Thursday, per usual. But then we have Dane Brugler of The Athletic, the elite mind in the draft space. Coming on, he just released his draft board, top 50 draft board, re-update over on The Athletic. Go check it out if you have it. We're going to talk the cornerback class with him. Maybe begin some more high-level stuff for this draft, too. I can't just have him on just to talk cornerbacks. When you get Dane Brugler on, you got to pick his brain about everything. And then we're going to do a little awards because we're at the midseason, some rookies over the next couple of days. So be on the lookout for that. What a week nine it was. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe if you feel so inclined. Until next time, Ren Ranks.